Welcome to Hope City. My name is Andy Roy, I'm on staff here, and I just wanna say it is really an honor and a privilege to get to worship with you today. I just wanna draw your attention to ways that you can connect with us today. And one of the ways that you can do that is if you're here in person, you're gonna find some incredible volunteers as you walked in today at a tent. And that tent is our guest services area. And if you're joining with us online, don't worry, we have some incredible volunteers that are there to host you and answer any questions that you may have about us. But let's say you wanna find out more about what we're doing here in the community. The best way that you can connect with Hope City is go to hopecitync.com. And while you're there, you're gonna find an events tab. You'll see many different places that we are making an impact for the kingdom of God, whether it's through Hope City doing outreach or even our Hope Truck Food Co. is out in the community. And you can find out more information there on the website. I also wanted to let you know today that if you want to worship through giving your tithes and offerings back to the Lord here at Hope City, there are three ways that you can do that. You can visit our website at hopecitync.com. You can also download our app, the Church Center app. And there you'll find ways that you can give. And then lastly, if you're here in person today, as you exit the auditorium, you're gonna have an opportunity to give on your way out. And if you're there online watching, you can also mail in a check here at Hope City. Listen, it is really an honor and a privilege to get to worship Jesus with you. And I want you to know that what we're about is partnering with the presence of God to make an impact for the kingdom of God wherever we are. We hope you enjoy your time with us today. Well, good morning and welcome to Hope City. We are so excited that you've decided to join us this morning from wherever you are. I wanna invite you now to sing and worship Jesus with us this morning. Come on, let's sing together.
been faithful and you've been faithful through every storm and you'll be faithful everybody. I am so thankful that you're joining us and I'm really excited about what God is getting ready to do, not only in your life, but I truly believe that what God is getting ready to do through these words of his is going to impact our families and I truly believe it can impact our community. You see, that's the hope that we have. I have hope that God is alive and he is still powerful that he is doing things in every single one of our lives. So if you would, right there where you are, go ahead and turn to James chapter five because that's where we're going to be today. And let me just go ahead and give you a little bit of a heads up. Today for the next few minutes is going to look a little different than what it has typically in the past. But don't let that throw you off. Today I think it's going to be more personal even though we are digital today. And so I am again thankful And I'm honored that you're taking some time out of your day to just join me and to see and to hear what God is saying and be a part of what God is doing. We've been in James for several weeks. 
And if you've taken any time to reflect of what God is saying through James and what he's saying to us is James is very practical. And today is going to be very, very practical. We're going to actually stop right here in this service and we're going to put into practice what God is saying through James and to us today. And so we're going to have some times of where we're pausing, where we're praying. And so I want to dive right into that right now. So in James chapter five, and it's the 13th verse, I want us to see what James is saying to us right now. In James chapter five, verse 13, it says this, is any one of you in trouble? And that's a great question that is so relevant for where we are today. James says, is any of you in trouble? And he says, if you are, and if you're sitting there right now and that resonated with you, there's all kinds of trouble, some big, some small. I mean, I know that we live in a small community and I don't know where you're watching from, but where a lot of us are connected here in this small community of the triad. And so I know of some people's troubles. I know some of my friends' troubles. I know some of my neighbors' troubles. And they range from loss of job. I've got a dear friend who's a part of this church who just lost his mother this week. I know and I can sympathize with what that family is going through with the loss of a loved one. I've got a neighbor who just lives up the street from me and, and she's going through cancer and chemo treatments right now. And so trouble can come in very large scales, but trouble can also come in the smaller things of life that only you are battling with. You know, some of the troubles that I go through really and truly I'm the only one who knows what that trouble is. And the battle is raging up here in my mind. And if I'm not careful, I can find myself just distracted and I'm concentrating on my troubles alone. But James asks this question and I'm asking it to you today. Is any one of you in trouble James says that if you are in trouble, it says, listen to this, three words. He should pray. So that's what I want to do right now. I don't want to give you time to watch to the end of this teaching and then hope next week or sometime we recall what we were hearing today. No, I want to stop right now. And I'm just going to pray for you. The beautiful thing about technology is right there on the bottom of your screen, there's a little blue button and it says request prayer. You can click that live prayer right now. And what you will do is you will be taken with a host, one of our beautiful, loving online hosts to a separate chat where you and one of our hosts can talk and pray about what is troubling you right now. Listen, we want this to be very real and very practical for you because I need you to know that you are not alone. So right now, I want you just to know that we are in this thing with you. 
Whether you are going to pray with one of our online hosts or whether you're just sticking with this teaching right now, I'm gonna pray for you. And so God, I come to you right now knowing that you are not limited, that technology, that digital content, that cameras, websites, internet, it does not limit your power. And God, there are people right now sitting in living rooms, sitting in cars, sitting in workspaces. God, where they are needing to know that you are still in control of their lives, that you're still seated on your throne, that their trouble has not thwarted you, that has not thrown you off, that has not even distracted you, God, that you are focused on your children. And so God, whatever troubles are there, we are doing exactly what your word tells us. We are praying. And so God, we know that you hear us and we know that your word tells us that you know what we need before we even ask it. And so God, I'm gonna ask right now throughout all of the area that our people are watching, would you remind them that you know what they need And so if you're watching this right now, I need you to hear that truth. God knows what you need before you even ask it. And so God, would you cause our our confidence to rise? Would you surround us with your peace that truly surpasses all of our understanding? May peace take the place of worry right now in Jesus' name. And God, whatever these people that are watching need. God, would you remind them that you are their source and you are their provider. May confidence and peace flood into their areas right now. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And see, this is just not for today. This is not for a message, a teaching, a sermon. This is for life every day. You and I have the access to God to speak to him no matter where we are, no matter who we are, no matter what our past looked like or no matter what our future looks like. Guys, I want you to understand and maybe this is truly hitting some of you right now in in your soul because I know how easy it is to get distracted. I'm probably speaking to some people right now who haven't prayed in months who haven't actually talked to God or listened to God in years. I would challenge you right now, right now, no matter what's going on in your life, to just take some time and start talking to God and listening to what he's saying. Because if you're in trouble, James, in a very practical sense, simply tells us to pray. You don't need a preacher leading you in prayer. You don't need an online host there praying with you. You, because of Jesus Christ, have access to God the Father 24 hours a day. James goes on in the same sentence, and I love this, because I know this is speaking to some of you right now. It says, hey, if you're in trouble, pray. But listen to this. The next sentence says, hey, is anyone happy? And I would just ask that. You're sitting there watching this. Are you happy? 
Are you joyful? Are you cheerful? Are things in your life praiseworthy right now? James says this, if anyone is happy, listen, let him sing songs of praise. Now listen, I wish I had a voice or I could play an instrument and I would blow a trumpet or I'd play a saxophone or I'd play my guitar and I I would sing you a melody. But you don't want that and I don't want that. But what does it mean for us if we are cheerful and joyful in the state that we are in right now? What does it mean for us to sing songs of praise? It may mean that we can just turn the radio on and listen to some K-Love and listen to some God-filled music. But what about if we're not people who necessarily like listening to music or we can't sing, we have no artistic ability? How about this? How about we praise God? How about we sing songs of praise by what we say? I know we talked a lot about taming our tongue last Sunday, but what if we, who are people filled with joy and cheerful, how about we tell other people about what God is doing in our life? That is singing songs of praise. I love this. It's in Psalm 34, and you can read this with me. Psalm 34, just a couple of verses. Listen to what it says. It says, I will extol the Lord at all times. What's that word extol mean? It means, listen, it means that we are going to praise God with some enthusiasm. Now, I know that we sort of down here in the Southern culture, you go into most churches on a Sunday morning, and the preacher's there, most people are going to just be sitting there passively in their chairs. Guys, this is what God is saying to us. Now, if you're cheerful, it's time for us to be energetic and passionate and telling people what God is doing in our lives. I know that may be uncomfortable for some of us, and I'm not saying fake it, but guys, we should not get more excited about finding a good deal on Amazon. We should not get more excited about the possibility of football season starting up. Those things should not get us excited more than what God is actually doing in our lives. I will say this, we should be very excited right this second that we have ears that can hear. We should be excited If we have eyes that can see that God created us to have vision, those kind of things should excite us because you didn't create your ears. You did not create or design your eyes. Think about this. Go ahead right now and take a deep breath in. That oxygen that is filling your lungs is given to us by God. And that, my friends, is something to be thankful for. God, thank you for creating my lungs to absorb the oxygen that you created. Church, it's time for us to get excited about the things that God is giving and doing in our lives. All these external things that absorb our praise Those things are going to pass by one day. And one day, it's going to be just you and God. And he is going to truly either get your praise or he's not. Hey, church, it is time for us to extol 
the things that God is doing in our lives. Enthusiastic praise. And again, don't make it up, don't fake it. But there are things in your life right now, I guarantee you that deserve enthusiastic praise. The psalmist says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Did you hear that? I guarantee you there is somebody around you that is afflicted with something. You see, there's two categories that James started this off with. Are you in trouble? Are you happy? Hey, those of you who have joy in your life right now, I guarantee you there are people that fit into this other category that are struggling. And the psalmist says here, because of the way you are praising God, the afflicted, those that are in trouble will actually be glorified. They will be energized by your praise. And so let's take the focus off of ourselves for just a minute. Hey, if you're cheerful, if you have joy in your life right now, that is phenomenal, but it is not only for you. There are people around you that need to see you praising God. The psalmist, that's what he says. He says, let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. So here's what I'm gonna push you to. I'm gonna challenge every single one of us in this digital age that we live in. I'm gonna challenge you, whether it's on your phone, whether it's a tablet, or whether it's a notebook. Today, right now, I want you to get one of those things and I want you to list out praiseworthy things in your life. I want you to take a notebook and I want you to take a pen and I want you to write things down that are praiseworthy to God. And then I want you to repeat that and do it again tomorrow. Scott, is this legalistic? Is this routine? Is this some ritual? No. The psalmist says, I will enthusiastically praise God at all times. Hey, church, it is time that you and I start to praise God at all times. And so right now, I told you this is gonna look a little different. I'm gonna challenge every one of us watching this online right now. Over in the chat section, I want that chat section to be filled right now. Take your attention off what I'm saying. I want that chat space to be filled with things that are praiseworthy in your life. Start right now. I hope that it is filling up and our online host, you're seeing this because there's probably somebody watching this online right now that is in trouble and they need to be lifted up by your praise. Praise God for what he's doing right now. In James chapter five, it goes on. In James chapter five, verse 14, it says this, is any one of you sick? Is any one of you sick? 
It says he should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And we're gonna stop right there. And I just wanna break this down because there's a lot going on in that one verse. In the 14th verse of James chapter five, it's one that I think has a couple of perspectives, a couple of angles that we're going to come at and we're gonna look at both of them because I believe God is speaking to us in this very day and age. And I believe what he is saying here in James chapter five, verse 15 is very practical for us today. He says, is any one of you sick? It says the response, the response should be, he should call the elders of the church and they should pray over him, lay hands on him and anoint him with oil. And so what I wanna say is the first thing that I wanna look at with this verse is I believe wholeheartedly with everything that I have in my being that God Almighty is still in the healing business today. God is still healing. I have seen physical healings with my own eyes. I have seen deaf ears opened. God is still healing people today. Now I know that this is debated. Even this verse is debated if we only look at it from one side. There are people out there that think, no, God is, is he, he put a timestamp on these miraculous healings. It was only for the disciples and the apostles of that time. I don't believe that's the case because I believe that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that was filling Peter and James and John, the other disciples and apostles of their time, the same Holy Spirit that lived in them lives in me and you today. And so how can I think that God just stopped doing miraculous healings way back when, when we, his children, filled with the same Holy Spirit are moving around this world today? I believe the words that were spoken in Matthew, and you can look at this with me. In Matthew chapter 10, you can read these words. In Matthew chapter 10, verse eight, the words that Jesus spoke to his disciples when he sent them out into communities, I believe these words are very true for us today. Jesus said this, he told them, he said, go out and he said, heal the sick, raise the dead, Cleanse those who have leprosy. Hey, can I just say this about that? I believe if you and I, honestly, listen, if you and I and our community would stop focusing on who's wearing masks or who's not wearing masks, if we would stop fighting and backbiting and speaking death and darkness over who may be different than us today. If we would focus on the truth and encouragement and life, I truly believe that if you and I would seek God with everything that we have, I truly believe just like Jesus and the disciples cleansed people of leprosy back in their day, I believe that we would see coronavirus defeated in Jesus' name right here in our great country but you and I get to decide what we focus on. Hey church, I wanna focus on going to the Lord with authority in the name of Jesus and speaking truth in life 
And I know that the word says by his wounds, we have been healed. I want to stand on that promise right now because Jesus told us to go heal the sick and to go cleanse the lepers, to go raise the dead and to go cast out demons. Jesus told his disciples that. And I believe the Holy Spirit is saying the same thing to us today. I cannot imagine that God would send us his children throughout this world with the Holy Spirit, but not allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he's been always doing. I believe he wants to do that through us today. And so guys, I believe that you and I have through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus and through God the Father, I believe that you and I have the ability to lay hands on and you and I can speak and plead the blood of Jesus. And I've seen it before. And I truly believe that we're living in a day and age where we are going to see increases of the power of God moving and physically healing people's lives. God move. See, there's another part of this though. If we want to look at this in the context of what James is saying here, the second little place that I want to look is how James is talking about this in, in context of the, the Jewish Christians that are being persecuted. Remember early on in James, he said, consider it all joy. My brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, he's talking to people who have been persecuted for their faith. And he uses this word, this word sick, it is usually translated in the Greek language as the word weakness. And so in context, he's saying, I know that you've been persecuted. I know you have many trials. And I know that those persecutions and trials have probably caused you to be weak. He said, if any of you is weak out there, think about what he said just in the first verse we read here today. Are any of you in trouble? Is any of your faith in trouble? Are any of you weak? Is any of your faith, is your faith weak right now? And James says, if you are weak, you should call on the elders of the church. Why the elders of the church? Listen to this. Here's how this is practical to you and I today. I believe that there are many of us who are sick or as the Greek translates, we're weak. We've had trials and we've faced some persecutions. Maybe not like these men and women who were dying for their faith, but maybe we have been persecuted for our faith. And some of us are weak. James says that we need to call on the elders. What does that mean for us today? That means that we need to call on people who have great faith that are around us that we know are followers of Jesus and they're not weak in their faith right now. No, they're actually just the opposite. They are strong and they are healthy in their faith. And so what I would encourage you, if you're there today and you are weak, maybe you need to find someone, maybe you need to allow our online host to pray for you right now. Maybe you just need to reach out and can I say this just from a man's perspective? If there's any men watching this right now and, and you're weak, hey, the enemy doesn't want you reaching out. The enemy does not want you going and finding another person, another man, another brother in Christ and letting them know how they can encourage you. 
See, James says, go to the elders because they're the ones who are strong in their faith. Hey, you need to reach out right now, whether that's just text someone, pick up the phone or drive to go see them. If you are weak right now, you need to reach out to someone and trust God to use them to strengthen and encourage you. The enemy doesn't want us together. He doesn't want us united. He doesn't want us receiving encouragement from those around us. But I am pushing you right now. If you are weak, reach out to someone who can strengthen you. And I love this. Listen to this verse. And I'm gonna skip down to the 15th verse because it says that the Lord will raise him up. I believe that God is going to use our online host here this morning. They're going to say encouraging words to you. Trust them because it's not going to actually be them lifting you up. The scripture says it is going to be the Lord that lifts you up. He's just going to use me. He's going to use online host. He's going to use friends of yours to lift you up. And James says this, going back here into the 15th verse. It says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. It says, talking about in the 14th verse, we're to pray over him and we're to anoint them with oil. Listen, I know that can be sort of strange, but let me just talk for just a minute about the oil. I believe there's two perspectives that we can look at that. I believe one is spiritual. The spiritual sense of being anointed with oil. And I know it gets crazy. We're in a pandemic. We're coronavirus. We're social distancing. We're six feet apart. Strangers aren't going to be just sitting here laying hands and putting oil all over people, whether we're in person and definitely not digital. But the spiritual aspect of what that means, and I need you to please hear this. The spiritual implication, the symbolism of the oil being put on someone is that they are being reminded that oil symbolizes that they have been chosen by God. And I need you to remember this, whether you're watching this, whether you're in trouble or whether you are joy-filled, but you have been chosen to be loved by Jesus. The oil that we don't have and we can't anoint you watching this digitally, but you need to know the symbolism of that is happening in your life right now. You are chosen by God. I want you to go and turn back into the Old Testament in the book of 1 Samuel. Because in 1 Samuel chapter 16, I want us to look at these words. 1 Samuel chapter 16, listen to this. This is when King David was being chosen by God to be the future king. And in 1 Samuel chapter 16, listen to, this, listen to this encounter. It says Samuel the prophet is going to choose him. And in verse 13, it says, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David, anointed him in the presence of his brothers. Why do you think it was in the presence of his brothers? I think one of the reasons was God wanted those brothers to know that God had chosen David as his anointed one to be the king. See, I believe that you need to know right now in the presence of all that's watching this online that you are chosen. You are chosen for great things. You are chosen for a powerful, bright future. The oil that we are anointed with right now symbolically is to remind you and to maybe remind others around you, I am chosen by God. 
And the second part of this, this anointing with oil, I think it's for the very practical sense. They were anointed by oil back those days. A lot of times when they fasted and prayed, they would be hungry. And even though they were in trouble, their stomach was hurting. They were, they were maybe malnourished at that point. They were weak. Remember the word sick, translated into Greek, means weak. The oil was used back in those days for a refreshing. God told these men and women when they fasted, when they sought after him, that they didn't want to go and appear to be weak. No, the oil would be put on them and it would cause their face to shine and they would look healthy and they would look alive. And I want you right now to know that no matter what you're facing, I need you to know that the anointing of God's oil is on your life. You are chosen, yes, but the second is this. You are energized and you have life. You are looking and shining bright amongst the people you walk around. See, they're anointed with oil so that the glory of God would be reflecting off of their faces. And I know that we're not gonna anoint ourselves with oil before we go into work tomorrow. But in a spiritual sense, we can have our souls anointed with oil because no matter what is coming our way, you and I get to walk with confidence because we know that God has chosen us. We know that in him, we are not weak, but we are strong. And in our soul tomorrow, no matter what comes our way, you and I can glisten and we can reflect the glory of God to everyone that's around us. So just take some time right now. Hey God, what are you saying through these passages of scripture to me? I wanna end it back in James chapter five because I, I'm just gonna get right to the point with this one. See in James chapter five, and it says that in 15 that the Lord will raise him up and if he sinned, he will be forgiven. Verse 16, it says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Guys, I wanna put this into practice right now. In the last part of this passage that we just read, it talks about forgiveness of sins. And I would just wanna target you right now. If you're sitting there watching this and you've never given your life to Jesus, I truly believe that you are watching this divine and anointed by God because God is wanting you right now to give your life to Jesus. And you've probably heard sermons, you've heard preachers talk about it before, but I need to get right to your gut right now because you may be sitting there and if you answered, you know, I've never asked Jesus to be my savior. I've never asked him to forgive me of my sins. I'm speaking to you because God has told me specifically this day to let you know that his son, Jesus Christ, died for you, for your sins to be forgiven. You are not who you've been in the past. Because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you, you are made brand new. And so if you are there and you know, listen, you may be the only one watching this in your house or in your car or in your workspace, but if you know that you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, God is saying today is the day to, for you to give your life to his son, Jesus. So what I want us to do, 
In James, it says we confess our sins to one another. There may not be another for you to confess your sins to. If that's the case, I want you to do this with me. I want you to say, hey, God, right now, I confess all of my sins to you. I have been living to please myself and I have been led by my flesh. I've done what I've wanted to do, but today I surrender my life to Jesus and I want to follow him and his ways for the rest of my life. God, thank you for forgiving me. I confess in Jesus' name. If you've prayed that, can I tell you something? God has forgiven you. Everything that you've ever done contrary to him has been washed away right now. He's given you new life today. And if that's you, if that's your desire, if that's your heart, would you please just hit the button that says raise a hand? Because we want to know that you have given your life to Jesus. If you would go one step further for us, because we have to steward what God is doing in this community. Could you just right now go to our digital connection card? Could you just fill that out? Give us your name and your email address and just let us know that you accepted Jesus as your savior today because we've got responsibility. We want to pray with you. We want to be these righteous people who have powerful and effective prayers. We wanna pray with you. We wanna encourage you. We want to celebrate with you and we want to help you take next step in this brand new life that Jesus Christ has just given to you. And so I'm excited for you. We want to celebrate with you. And so please just take those next steps because we want to partner in journeying with this relationship that you've just started with Jesus Christ. And so guys, I'm excited. For those of you who have a relationship with Jesus, listen to this. Listen, we're going to go put this into practice this week because you and I are those who have been journeying with Jesus. We're righteous in his eyes because of Jesus. And if that's the case, you and I, we're going to be people who pray because the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. You and I have something that is powerful and effective even in the year 2020. And James says here, as practical as he can, it's prayer. And so I just wanna close this time today right here by praying for you, by praying for this church and by praying for this community because I truly believe and I take God at his word. You and I, because of Jesus, we're righteous and our prayer is powerful and it's effective. And so God, I wanna thank you right now for salvation because I know that salvation is coming to people today because your son Jesus is a life changer. And there are people this very moment surrendering their life to Jesus. And God, I give you all praise and honor and glory for that. God, I lift up this church, not this building, but God, the people who make the church. And God, I ask in Jesus' name that you would send us just like you sent and said in Matthew, God, may we truly take you at your word and may we go raise the dead. May we go heal the sick. May we cleanse the leper. May we cast out demons. May we take you at your word. And God, may we be people who are righteous. May we be like the elders that James talked about, God. And may we be the encouragers and the uplifters. 
And God, use us, send us wherever you need us to go to just encourage people. And if they're weak, may they get strength because you're working through our lives. So God, I pray for this community. Holy Spirit, fire fall on this community. And may we not be so distracted that we miss you moving. God, fall on us. May we have a hunger. May we thirst for whatever you are doing in our midst. God, we wanna partner with you because we know that in your name and through the power of your Holy Spirit, we are going to make an impact on this community. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen and amen. Well, I search the world And it couldn't fail me And man's empty praise Treasures that fade Are never enough Then you came along And put me back together